Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Can I tell you a secret? I'm going to be very, very sad if this doesn't turn out the way I think. The worst cosplayers on planet Earth. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Yes, I look like a normal werewolf. Happy, respectable, pointy-toothed, accepted by the werewolf community. Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a big one, number five hundred. I can't believe we made it. We're at number five hundred. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is Jimmy. I got one name. And you know what, Kimmy? I was not exactly accepted by the werewolf community because I had a lot of people at uh, Spooky Empire who had no clue what the hell I was cosplaying as. I lived up to my my title as the worst cosplayer on planet Earth. No. Oh, yeah, I think no. so, don't you? Don't you? No. Actually, in, in all honesty, it, it was a, a fun thing because a lot of people who did get it and they were really into it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they were into it. Those that got it, mean, they knew it. They matter of fact, when you uh, you played limo driver, you dropped me off at mm-hmm. uh, Spooky Empire, and I went in by myself, and I was instantly uh, well, actually, walking into the door, I had people coming up to me, and they they were in it. They wanted photos and everything, and I knew it was going to be kind of a hit and miss, right? And it was so cool. That was like the first thing I got was you know somebody who got it and was happy. And matter of fact, started to cry. Wow. Because they grew up watching this host and the person who did the uh, character previous to that host um, in Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the host is known in Chicagoland beyond a doubt for like four decades at least, I think, since the 70s. And um, the current host has been doing, I think, since 82 uh, in the role right around there. Maybe maybe a little earlier. I'm not quite sure. A long time mm-hmm. uh, he's been doing it. And it is Spanguli is the character. Now, Spanguli is known nationwide for at least five years, I'm saying, or more, uh, because he's on MeTV Network and hosts a Saturday night horror program. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the shadow of Spanguli, the first Spanguli, and then eventually the son of Spanguli, and then Spanguli, because I grew up far away from Chicago, actually. But if you were creative, and I was a creative little kid, um, I could go up on the second floor of our farmhouse and jury rig an antenna and I could pick up Chicago TV. It wasn't the greatest real late at night. And I, you know, and also at night once the sun went down. And so I would, I was a big horror fan. I would watch all these horror hosts that were in, that were still going on in the day when I was a little kid in various markets that were nearby. And Chicago was one I would always check out Spengoli. I love Spengoli. Okay. And Son of Spengoli and the current Spengoli. And I always wanted to cosplay as that character. And you kind of challenged me to do that. And we did. We thought the best place to debut that would be at Spooky Empire's Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I go in, as I said, right through the doors. Uh, and then I had another person come up. And it was, it was fun because these people knew what it was. Now, there were some people, that, matter of fact, there was an older crowd that was there when I say older, I'm guessing 80, 85 range. You know, uh, Spooky Empire happens at a hotel. 
And that is one of the problems being at a hotel. You get people who aren't attending the convention. They have no idea what on earth is landed. You know, they, they actually look around like they're seeing aliens. Mm-hmm. And I had them come up to me and they're like, excuse me, are you somebody famous? And I'm like, uh, no, but I'm costuming because you don't want to say cosplaying as somebody who is. And they go, can we take your picture? And I said, sure. And they pull out a camera, Kimmy. That was older than our friend Phoenicia's camera. I always make fun of Phoenicia's camera. She has something like from the Flintstones era I always tease her about. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she has something. I, I It's barely digital. I think it's like one of the first digital cameras, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it fits in her purse or her hands. The thing's like the size of a brick. And, you know, she takes it, it takes beautiful photos. I'm not bashing that. What it does, Phoenicia, I'm giving you a little hard time there. I'm just teasing. But these individuals had a camera older than that. It was actually a film camera. I You, you know those... Uh, those square ones that were like the uh, Kodak Instamatics that you had. Oh, yeah. You know, like square. That's what they had. Now, I don't know if the film in it. Or they like had, an Instamatic? Yeah, you know, the, the Instamatic thing, whatever it was, a Kodak Instamatic. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? It was a square thing, you know. And I can't even think what it, it It's probably, yeah, it's bigger than a cell phone now. Probably it, the width of it is probably like two or three cell phones at least. Hmm. And a little bit longer than a cell phone. In its day, it was, you know, considered, you know, quite small. But they actually took a picture with this thing. Now, I don't know if there was actual film in it or if they've had film since 1973 in it. And they're just waiting to use it up to get it developed. But they were kind of fun, right? Mm -hmm. But then there was the group that had no effing clue or even anything. And they thought I was somebody else. Right. Now, let's go through what I was thought of being what was one of the top ones alice cooper yes alice cooper i mean i i had uh, somebody who uh just totally did not get it and then when i said no that's not what they go hey being you know they just more get it they go, can you sing school's out for the summer i go i'm not alice cooper and this person starts singing the song i said and then they go will, will you sing i said i can't top what you just did you know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, they didn't get it. And they, no. they got kind of upset, you know, sorry, but you know, not Alice Cooper, right. and, and not playing Alice Cooper. Hello. Yep. Not Alice Cooper. Sorry. And what was the other one? Slash. Oh yes. And, and that's kind of cool. You mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, I, I I'm like, uh, that's all right. But you know, that, uh, those were the two. So what I've done is I found there's a promos are called or a commercial, but it's not really a commercial. It's a promo. It's promoting the show of Svengoolie. For those who have no clue what I was cosplaying as on Saturday or what I'm cosplaying on Sunday, because Kimmy and several people said, you got to cosplay as Sven one more time. And there's going to be a very good friend of ours from Jacksonville, a promoter of a uh, pop culture show. And he's one of the biggest collectors and nerds that I know on planet Earth. And he couldn't make it on Saturday. He's coming Sunday, and he is a huge Svengoolie fan. And we know it'll be something special for him. Mm-hmm. So for our friend Ed Tucker, we're doing that, and for others too, right? Right. And so I have this right on the website and also on our social media page, what Svengoolie is. We've, you know, we've posted this video. And it's short. Don't give me an idea. And also, for those who are interested, because we ran into some people, very nice individuals, and I wish I had written down their booth, their table, and I feel like a fool that I did not. And they were from Indiana, and they freaked out when they saw me. Uh, it was over by the Gods and Monsters table. Okay, mm. so hey, Gods and Monsters people, you can help me out. Really cool people, right across from me. I mean, it's right, right. I think diagonal, a little bit, but right across. 
Anyhow, they're like, hey, how do you know what Sven Gulli is? We're from Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I, I told them, I said, well, you know, Sven is uh, nationwide. And they're like, no. I said, yeah, he sure is, but at least about five years. Yes, or, me or, TV. Me TV. Now, if you don't know where you can find Sven or if me TV is in your city, tell you what, we put a link right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com and you can find out if me TV is right near you. And matter of fact, you can request it as well with your cable provider or your source provider, whatever it may be. Now, uh, he's been around for a long time. He's fun. And MeTV is not just fun. It's other retro programs. Just a ton of, like, example, my favorite night to record on the DVR or when we are in the Batcave to watch, that is Saturday night. Because the lineup as of we record this, I believe, is the following. It is Superman, the 1950s TV show at 6 o'clock. This is Eastern Times. 7 o'clock, it's a twofer. It's Batman with Adam West and Burt Ward, and that is just the grooviest show you can get. That I mean that is a fun Saturday night. Then it's Wonder Woman with Linda Carter. Hey Taylor, our good friend Taylor at uh, Nerd Travelers in Ormond Beach. He has no clue who Linda Carter is. This is a chance for you to get nerded up. You can check out Linda Carter on MeTV. That's eight o'clock. And by the way, they play both versions of Linda Carter because she was on ABC with Wonder Woman for one season, and that's set in World War. Two. Then somehow, wham, when she went to CBS the following year, uh, she is on on CBS, as we said, and she's in the modern era of that time when the show aired in like 1970s, late 1970s, mid 1970s. So you can get some Wonder Woman and then nine o'clock, it's Star Trek, the original series. Then at 10, it's Svengoolie with a classic horror film. A lot of times it's universal classics that he has. That's right, the Bela Lugosi's, the Boris Karloff's, the Lon Chaney Jr. films, and those type. And then at midnight, it is one... I've had some people who have no clue what this show is. It's Lost in Space. And to me, Lost in Space is... It's juvenile, even in its era, but the fun thing in Lost in Space for me is always the robot. And Will Robinson, which is Billy Moomy who I would love to meet, hint, spooky, gotta bring him in. Or one of my promoter friends, bring in Billy Moomy. And of course, Zachary Harris, who was, or Jonathan Harris, who uh, played uh, Dr. Smith. I don't want to call him Zachary. Uh, he was also a voice in the original Battlestar Galactica series of one of the Cylons, one of the high-end Cylons. Really cool guy, no longer with us, talented actor, and he had a magic and a charm between those three, the robot and Will yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was fun. Those are fun to check out. Those are on at midnight Eastern time. See, MeTV can be fun. And mm-hmm. that's what I was, why I was cosplaying is what I did for fun of it. Now, I really like to say thank you to those who did know what I was cosplaying as, like the twins. I hope I did this right. Is that correct, Kimmy? Uh, the Parnell brothers, they gave me their card. And I, I it would be the twins, right? The twins. Yes, the twins. And they Lee are, and Brian Parnell. They are so cool. They, mm-hmm. they they knew exactly what I was cosplaying as. And you know, it's one of those moments. And, and, and I don't remember which twin it was. Anyway, uh, pardon me. Uh, we were, you were dining. You were having a snack before the big pool party. Uh-huh. And he comes up and he didn't want to interrupt, but he wanted a picture. And I was like, hey, hey, I don't care. You know, and we met and he's just a great guy. And we have actually uh, been around the the twins many times at uh, Spooky Empire Mayhem, and I believe other conventions too, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. 
fun to uh, talk to them and hopefully, and everything goes well, on episode 501, we will have an interview with, I hope, both of them, if not one of them. Also, like to give a shout out to Ken Smits, a photographer that we met at uh, Spooky Empire Mayhem. Now, we have seen his work for a long time. Uh, a lot of cosplayers we know have been, you know, fortunate to have his lens capture their magic, their image. And example, one of our good friends, Holly, a great cosplayer, he has he has captured her many times. Mm-hmm. And we feel honored that he took our picture. Your picture. Well, yeah, he took mine. You were camera shy. You weren't. You weren't. You were in proper. I wasn't cosplaying. Today. Well, yeah, but you were in proper spooky attire. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, in the the full thing. Right. You know. Uh, and I yes, I did have props with me too. So big thanks to them. And let's see, Bill and Julie McRae, mm-hmm. good friends to the Riley and Kimmy show, and also uh, big nerds. Yep, I could say that, right? Yeah, they they uh, they they knew what we were cosplaying as. Uh, and uh, Bill loves classic horror TV show hosts, like for the '60s and '70s, and that. Matter of fact, Bill, I hope will be our guest on episode 501. We're going to talk about horror, also conventions and nerd stuff, and all that. Uh, it will be fun. I can guarantee that. And like to give a shout out to Megan, our good friend, a just a horror nerd. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, she was just uh, she was a joy to be with. She was ecstatic. We have some of the pictures uh, that she had me take because she didn't have a battery in her phone working anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the great cosplayers. I think she's like a cosplay magnet. They were just coming out of everywhere. Like the you know, she's the only person I know on planet Earth in a fictional world slash real world that would actually go and chase the predator i know she actually she chased down that predator yeah there's an excellent predator cosplayer and what did megan do she she's like ah, predator and went screaming for the predator to stop it and, and 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 hold up for her yep i i, I mean it was kind of funny i was wish i was running video and let's see anybody else we need to uh, do a quick uh, shout out to well, um, we uh, I tried out a an electric chair today. Oh, that is right, Kimmy. It's a really neat props place that. Um, well, we'll mention tomorrow because I think we misplaced the card for the moment. Whoops! Whoops! But um, yeah, um, pretty cool stuff. But we'll we'll give them a shout out tomorrow. Definitely, and uh, we have video of Kimmy being uh, shocked. Yes. <laughs> Kimmy, Dang thing worked. Hey, uh, Kimmy's being that's why you were got a lot some shock there. That's why you were you had a lot better day. Ooh, yeah. Got a little adjustment there. Mm. Zap. Uh so we have to say hello to them. Also a big thank you to Petey for uh taking over the the uh pool party and you know, he is the promoter. He is basically Mr. Spooky. Mm-hmm. And Woo, what a party. Uh, oh, what a party. I mean he he took over and uh he just he raised it uh, where it was like on a level 10, and he raised it to 20. I mean, yep. he, just, he just, he cranked it up. Mm-hmm. And a big thank you also to him for uh, continuing to do this. I mean, you know, uh, it's a, it's definitely a passion, I'd have to say, a love uh, for him to be mm-hmm. doing this. And we spooky love it. Spooky is fun. Now, Spooky is totally different for those who have never been to the convention at all. Those in the greater Orlando area who went to maybe, let's say, Megacon as an example. Mm-hmm. It's totally a different animal compared to Megacon. Uh, yeah. A different feel. It's um, not as claustrophobic. That's uh, true. I think it's more adult, and it's, yes. there's no uh, anime there. It's strictly, you know, horror. Yeah, horror, uh, yeah, horror, horror fantasy. Horror, spooky, yeah. fantasy. Based. Sci-fi, and, yeah. And, and it is cosplay intensive, not saying Megacon's not. 
but right. it's more leaning. You're you're not going to see. You will see some uh, superheroes, but it, it doesn't lean into that superhero genre. Mm-hmm. There are some that will cosplay as a superhero there, but generally, uh, it's not. It's more horror, thrill uh, based mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fun event. I I you know it might be too late for you to go to it because uh, on Sunday, although we're uploading this very early on Sunday, it is going on. I believe till five o'clock. There's a lot of fun in Orlando with that. But if you did not make it for that, hey, they're, they're going to have another one coming up in October. That's uh, right. It is fun. And I urge, you know, if you happen to be up north, this is a kind of a trip that will be really fun. It's going to be different, especially let's say you've been to Orlando many times or one other time before, and you've done the theme parks. I'm not bashing them. Hey, still do those. But you want something a little different, a different experience? Hey, spooky empire can be that different experience yep and it'll land smack on halloween weekend this year Ooh, that's going to be fun and yes the riley and kimmy show will be there for that and by the way they do have celebrities we've met some very fun people over the years at spooky empire just recently we met go ahead who did we just meet the other night john carroll lynch yes and you might know john carroll lynch from a little tv show called american horror story freak show mm-hmm. and also one of my and he's he has a huge filmography uh we could go up and down that but for me what really stood out for him is not american horror story which might shock some people is actually the zodiac movie mm-hmm. i'm guessing by david fincher by david fincher and also robert downey jr is in that uh it's a fantastic film mm-hmm. if you've never seen it you might want to check it out and he plays the person they believe is the Zodiac Killer in mm-hmm. the film, the film version of that. And yes. it's it, he is creepy and does some subtle things in his acting that, you know, it, he just pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Watch the, that's funny, watch the watch scene when he mm-hmm. is just tinkering with that watch on his mm-hmm. wrist. There's just something about that in his mannerism. Oh, boy. But or he's, when he, but he's not a creepy guy at all. He's no. so nice. No. He asked our names and just seemed genuinely happy to meet us and very friendly he even came out to the pool party tonight that's true he was circulating you know he wasn't a stuck-up hollywood kind of person no nope. he was he was circulating with everybody oh by the way got to say hello to our very good friends the raven wolves graven and monica raven wolf the artists uh they will be at spooky on sunday that's if you're listening this is the day that's uploaded and you got a chance to swing by spooky empire Please go by their booth, their table, and grab some beautiful art. you got to check out the Evil Queen. That's a brand new piece that Monica has completed. Yes. Beautiful. We watched her start this at a free comic book day just, uh, what, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, Uh whatever. And it's completed, and she has the prints available. If you love Once Upon a Time, you will want this print. And you can get that at Spooky Empire Mayhem. Also, another, uh, and I'm not just singling these out. This just happens to be a friend of ours to the Riley and Kimmy show. Another artist, if you want to add some art and beauty to your house, your office, to a, and give it as a gift to a friend, is check out John Pinto, artist John Pinto's uh, beautiful work. I love his stuff. Yes. I wish I had more wall space for he and uh, the Raven Wolf's material because I would be, I would have a lot more stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, every time I go buy either one of those booths, it's like, oh man, I want that one. Yeah, you know, I know. Every single time. So Spooky Empire, a fun event. We highly recommend it. And uh, we hope to see some freaks and friends there uh, on the Sunday, uh, you know, romp through uh, Spooky Empire. 
And we hope to meet new friends and new freaks. Mm-hmm. I think they're having a big cosplay contest That's, Sunday. I heard that. And by the way, no, we are not participating in the cosplay contest. We just do it for fun. We do it for absolute fun. And that's it. I mean, you know, I had some people, you know, yeah, I, I do this and I don't mind being laughed at, to be quite honest. Because if I bring a smile to somebody's face because they get what I'm doing or they're just having fun with me, that's cool. And I have to say, somebody who did, I caught him off guard, and that is Todd Fisher of Gods and Monsters, the co-owner of Gods and Monsters. I kind of shocked him. I came up behind him, you know, and I um, I know. I showed him my rubber chicken. Yes, you did. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to a rubber chicken and being the character I was, just go right to our website at RileyAndKimmy.com or our social media pages, and you'll, yeah, you'll get a, a quick, uh, quick answer. To yeah, that. we got to see Todd and... Anna, yes. today. That's right. And it, it was actually Saturday because this is being uploaded Sunday. And we are recording right. this. We are actually recording this on very early pre-dawn Sunday morning because we got back to the Batcave kind of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the pool party thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's it. Kimmy was socializing and dancing and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a, a fun time, right? Mm-hmm. So we will have another report. 501. We'll uh, talk more, recap about uh, Spooky Empire, and we'll talk with some guests and uh, those who don't run away from us. Right now, uh, staying you know right around Spooky Empire, what we're doing in episode 499, we actually started this, we did a uh, something that is horror-related, but also old-time radio-based. Now, we do this from time to time. We do something that is the golden age of radio, something from the, the days when radio dramas were done, comedies and things like that, not just a base of music what radio was uh, is known for now, but back then, it was a source of entertainment and information, and it impacted people's lives. And Golden Age Radio is very important to the Riley and Kimmy show. We like to keep it alive, and we like to expose it to a new generation. And there's some fantastic elements of horror that can be found in the old-time radio days. And what we did in 499, we started playing episodes. There was a, The entire uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story has been done in old-time radio, a drama, and is one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion, ever done. And it holds its own against some uh, film versions that were done. And this was done back in 1932. So keep in mind the year. That is a long time ago. When this was recorded, and it was recorded not to be kept. So please be lenient on that. Keep in mind when it was being recorded, it was being done live. If they messed up, it was there for, you know, well, originally what happened with these shows, they were not recorded, so they were gone, you know. No, there's so many that have been lost. But this one survived, and we are fortunate that the in, the entire episodes of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde did survive. And the actor who is uh, doing this, this production, is George Edwards. And we thought we would share this because it's just a fantastic version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And, you know, kind of have us in that spooky kind of feel feeling, you know. And by the way, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is also important for our comic book friends. Because without Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, in my opinion, a certain comic book character would not exist. Any clue what character that is, Kimmy? The Incredible Hulk? That's right, Kimmy. I believe the Incredible Hulk would not have ever ended up in comic books, been created if it wasn't for that story, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And it influenced so many other things, too. So let's go back in time to the old time days of radio. It's also called OTR, old time radio, golden age of radio. And we're going to visit 1932 with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And by the way, if you find yourself liking this, 
be sure to check out a friend of the Riley and Kimmy show. That's WGN Radio Theater. WGN Radio Theater runs old-time radio Sunday evenings, 11 p.m. till 2 a.m. Central Standard Time on WGN AM 720 Radio. Also available streaming online. And by the way, the person who puts on this show is host Carl Amari, who has over 100,000 classic radio shows in his library, available right at his fingertips. And he has digital downloads available, also CDs for purchase. The Riley and Kimmy Show does not make one penny off of this. We just like to support anyone who keeps old-time radio alive and exposes it to a different generation. Opens, you know, keeps it alive, keeps it around. So here we go, 1932 is a year. Here's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, part two. Part one is on episode 499 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present George Edwards, in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Robert Louis Stevenson startled the world when he gave it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, this masterly portrayal of the warring forces of good and evil forever struggling for ascendancy in every human breast. But the child is ever father to the man. And for that reason, we took you back in our last episode to Henry Jekyll's early boyhood to mark the traces of that strange duality of nature which in after years were to bear such bitter fruits. A simple childish quarrel with Margaret Utterson, daughter of his father's dearest friend, rouses the latent demon in Henry. And the result is an accident which may well have led to tragedy. But Margaret escapes with minor injuries, and that night, his father, Edward Jekyll, reveals to Mr. Utterson the dark forebodings as to Henry's future. Some years elapse, and we now see the young Jekyll as a tall stripling of 17, nearing the end of his college days, and to all outward appearances, as handsome and fine a young man as one would wish to see. The scene is the senior's room, and the time, that brief hour between supper time and the evening prep. Uh, what do you think, fellas? Markham's been expelled. What? what? Well, serve him right. He's had chances enough. He knew what he was asking for, breaking bounds like that. But even if he did, it seems a bit hot sending him down for that. It wasn't merely breaking bounds, my little innocent. It was what he did with his illicit liberty. I warned him that the head wouldn't stand for any more little frolics in Thorley Woods. Thorley Woods? What was he doing there? <laughs> Picking blackberries, of course. But, uh, oh, I... Shut up, you lot. Well, well, what's the matter with our Mr. Jekyll tonight? Not looking his usual cheery self. Not upset by the sad fate of little Mark the baby Romeo, are you? Well, what are you so smug about, anyhow? Mark's been unlucky, that's all. True enough, my friend. Who am I to cast the stone? Oh, I forgot. Rogers told me the head wanted to see you, Jekyll. Uh, where is he? In his study. All right. Now, don't any of you others pinch my chair while I'm away. You'll be gone for an hour, old chap. No doubt the head wants to get a little guidance from his head prefect on how to put down vice in the senior school. Oh, dry up, Pelton. You're a poisonous toad. Well, at least everybody knows it. Why, what do you mean? Oh, nothing, nothing. Now, pray allow me to open the door for your holiness to pass through. Don't be an ass. What are you always picking on Jekyll for, Pelton? Oh, he's so confoundedly irreproachable, he gets on my nerves. This fellow is hardly human. 
Always tops the list in exams. Never misses a class. Has all the blues for sport and... I don't doubt Neil's down by the side of his blameless bed every night and prays for mere sinners like you and me. He's too good to be sure. Come in. Ah, Jekyll, come in and sit down. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I want to have a talk to you about this affair of Markham's. Uh, most unpleasant business. Yes, sir. As head prefect, I repose a confidence in you that isn't shared by the other boys. I... I want your complete frankness, Jekyll. Thank you, sir. I appreciate what you've said. Have you noticed a peculiar change that's come over some of the boys in the senior school during the last few months? In what way, sir? Mm, oh, uh, in a loosening of discipline. A general decline of uh, moral standard. This affair of Markham's is only a culmination of a series of things that have been taking place for some time. Markham was found in Thorley Wood last Saturday afternoon with, uh, with one of the maids from the Horsham Arms and in a state of, well, one can only call it drunkenness. Markham was? Oh, you find it hard to believe. So do I, Jekyll. But there can be no possible mistake. Mr. Finch, the classic master, was walking through the woods with his wife and, uh, well, what they saw made it impossible for me to allow young Markham to remain at this college any longer. I see. But Markham was not alone. There was another boy with him, but he was apparently sober and heard the sound of footsteps. He ran away through the undergrowth before either Mr. or Mrs. Finch could see who it was. And Markham didn't say who he was. And refused to say a word. Uh, Jekyll, uh, have you any idea as to who this other boy could be? I, sir? Why, no, I... No, I haven't the least idea. Hmm. I have a feeling that if we could find him, we... We may put our fingers on the cause of all this unpleasantness that's been happening during the past few months. A boy like Markham wouldn't have sunk to that sort of thing unless someone had influenced him. Mind you, I'm... I'm not asking you to spy out on your friends, but I do hope I can count on your help in clearing up this matter. Markham's life is ruined. I can't stand by and see other boys destroy themselves without doing everything in my power to stop it. You... you understand, Jekyll? Yes, sir. I understand, sir. We must stamp out this vicious thing that suddenly appeared in the school, as one would put one's heel on the head of a reptile. And with as little pity. Uh, you would not be guilty of treachery, I want to point that out, if you told me anything you knew or suspected. No, sir. I understand that perfectly, sir. Mm, good. Well, I, I can rely on you. Uh, come to me if you have any idea as to who is at the bottom of this, and everything you tell me will be treated with the greatest confidence. You, uh, you haven't any suspicions offhand, have you? No, sir. Not the remotest idea. Why, I can't imagine anyone who could do such a thing, sir. Mm, uh, well, uh, keep your eyes and ears open and report to me immediately. Oh, uh, there's the bell for evening prep. I, I won't keep you any longer. Oh, Jekyll, when do you sit for your exams? Uh, at the end of next month, sir. Mm, I'd be sorry to lose you. Going to do medicine, aren't you? Uh, medicine and science, sir. I expect you to do well. You've always been a credit to us, Jekyll. Thank you, sir. I hope I always shall be, sir. Mm, uh, by the way, uh, you might have a word with young Markham sometime this evening. He asked to see you. It mightn't do any harm to talk to him. Where is he, sir? Up in the tower room. I thought it best to put him there, away from all the other boys. I'll see him before I go to bed, sir. And don't forget, 
Report back to me anything of interest he might have to tell you. Good night, Jekyll. Uh, just close the door, will you? Yes, sir. I did. I want to tell you what a swine you are, Jekyll, but it doesn't seem to matter now. Oh, well. I'd just go ahead if it helps. It'll take more than that to help me. You understand what this means, don't you? Yes, I think I do. I wonder. Your people are rich. Mine aren't. It's taken a lot of doing without to send me here. Can you guess what it's going to be like when I have to face them tomorrow? Well, I'll make it up to you. I swear I will. Give me a clean sheet and a chance to start again? I oh, know. Not even all your money can do that. They don't take men into the civil service with a kind of record I'm going to have when I leave here. I've made an unholy mess of things now. I'll suffer for it for the rest of my life. The worst of it is that others have to suffer too. My people are old. I'm their only child. They've scrimped and saved to send me to this college. The things I've been going to do, the career I've been going to have, has, has been the whole meaning of life to them. Tomorrow when they come here to see the head, they've got to be told it... it's finished. I... I'd rather have died than do this to them. Good Lord, has the world come to an end because you can't go into the civil service? Oh, I hate you, Jekyll. You're so devilishly clever. Not a single soul suspects you. I suppose the head sent you here tonight to find out who my accomplice was. <laughs> That's funny. That's one secret I can be sure of you keeping to yourself. You're not likely to go down and tell him it was you. Shut up, will you? Shut up. If you keep on shouting at the top of your lungs, there'll be no need to tell him. So you're... You're no more anxious to be found out than I was. Of course I'm not. Who wants to pay the penalty for the sins he commits? But you will, Jekyll. Someday you will. You can get away with it for a long time if you're clever enough. But eventually it'll all catch up with you. <laughs> not me. I'll get away with it always. I'll find a way somehow... I could prove you're wrong right now. How? By going downstairs and telling the head who was with me that day and Thornley would. You? You wouldn't do that, Markham. I'm not so sure that I wouldn't. Why should I take the whole of it? If it hadn't been for you, I'd never have gone there. Never have spoken to those girls, never drunk their beastly wine. But you wouldn't tell the head, Markham. I would, I tell... Good heavens, Jekyll. Why are you looking at me like that? What's come over you? Don't stare at me that way. Your eyes. What's the matter with your eyes? Keep away. What are you going to do? Don't bury your teeth like that. You're a cannibal. Jekyll, don't. 
keep away from that window. Keep away, you fool! He's fallen down to the ground, onto the stones. His body's lying there. I didn't, didn't do it. I didn't do it. He jumped of his own accord. I never touched him. What's the matter? What's going on in there? Oh, oh it's Markham, sir. He threw himself out of the window right before my very eyes. Oh, it was horrible. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Stand back, stand back, boys. My dear Jekyll, this is terrible. What a tragic finish. Sit down in this chair. Oh, oh get him some brandy, someone. He's going to faint. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.